Hi, you're listening to A Brit Difficult with August. A Brit Difficult is a podcast aimed at intermediate learners of English, and we focus particularly on British English. We're here to bring you new phrases, new vocabulary, explanations of grammar, and a chance to hear many different voices from all around the UK, both learners and native speakers. Welcome to the first episode of A Brit Difficult, a podcast aimed at intermediate learners of English, specifically British English. I'm your host, August. Given that this is the first episode of the podcast, I'd like to explain a bit about what this podcast is going to offer you. So, when people are learning English, they, especially British English, they tend to think that most people in the UK speak like the Queen or the Royal Family. They think everybody has the same accent um, and they kind of forget that a lot of people speaking English don't necessarily have a native accent. They may have been raised in another country, they may have learned English as a second language also. So with this podcast I wanted to be able to introduce some voices from around the UK to introduce you to different accents, to introduce you to um, people who have learned English as a second language to show you that you can do that too and that you don't have to be perfect at it. I also want to share some tips on grammar and vocabulary and some fun phrases uh, specifically limited to British English but also more general as well. For every episode I'll attach a transcript so that you can read um, the text of what I'm saying and follow the uh, the episode at your own pace. Um, and. I hope that in the future we'll be able to get some input from listeners and be able to offer you the content that you'd like to hear. So in this first episode it's just going to be myself talking and I'm going to cover a brief grammar point and then I'm going to introduce a, um, a phrase, uh, an English phrase. I'm going to focus on phrases that use things like phrasal verbs because I know that these are difficult for people learning English. and. Um, then we'll wrap up for this episode. The next episode I'll be bringing on a guest and we'll kind of go with that kind of flow forward. Um, We'll be having some episodes with just myself and some episodes where I bring on some um, friends to uh, speak with me and give you a bit of a break from just hearing my voice. So what I wanted to talk about today is the difference between should and must. I know that these two words are very similar and are easily confused Um, In some cases, they do similar things, so I understand why people get them confused. I wanted to give a couple of examples to to try and help you to be able to make a decision about which one you should use when you're trying to use these two words. So should is often a suggestion, and that might be based on a person's knowledge or um, something that they think about the situation as an opinion. So, for example, um, if I think that you are going to fail an exam if you don't study, I might say, you should study. Now, that might sound like I'm telling that person that this is something that they have to do, that it's necessary, but it is more of an opinion. It's not as strong as must, which is generally more for things when we are saying they are necessary. So you must study 
that sounds more like there is a rule or we're going to get in trouble from the teacher or something like that. So, just to give a couple more examples, let's use must first. You must not eat here. You must not talk back to the teacher. You must not take photographs in the museum. You must speak politely with your colleagues. Here are some examples with should. You shouldn't stay up late if you want to get up early. You should drink less alcohol. You should stop waiting for the train and just catch the bus. You should ask her if you have a question. Hopefully with a few of these examples you can see that there is a bit of a difference. In some cases we are suggesting that there is a rule and in other cases it's more of an opinion. Where I think these two things get confused is when we are using should and must to talk about an assumption or a guess. Let me explain a little bit further with some examples. When we think that we know the result or the outcome of something, we sometimes say should be or must with a guess or an assumption about a situation. For example, if my friend comes back from a very long trip, I might say something like, you must be really tired. In that case, I don't mean that that person has to be tired, that there is a rule that they must be tired. It is my assumption, it's my guess, based on the situation. If they've had a long trip, then it's quite likely that they are going to be tired. So I might say, you must be really tired. However, I can also make assumptions using should. These work a little bit differently, and I'm hoping that a couple of examples will help you see the very small difference. Let's say that my friends are taking a trip to Scotland and they are driving. I know that it takes a few hours to drive to Scotland. So if they leave in the morning and I'm talking to somebody in the evening, I might say they should be there by now. This is an assumption based on knowledge that I have. It is a little bit different to you must be, but the difference is so small that I think it doesn't really matter. I don't think it's something that you need to worry about too much. As a native speaker, I feel like I can guess when each of these is more appropriate, but it's very difficult to explain. The difference between these two is that with should, my assumption is a little bit stronger. In the example about Scotland, I said that they should be there by now. This is an assumption that feels quite strong because I think that I know how long it takes to travel to Scotland. However, with the assumption of must, when I say you must be so tired, that's more of a guess based on my personal feelings. It's a little bit more um, based in how I might feel, how I think they might feel. It's not as strong. This is why I think that should and must be get confused, because in one situation, when we're talking about what somebody um, is supposed to do, something that's a rule or a suggestion, should is less strong than must. However, when we're talking about a situation and we think we know what the result is, then should 
is a little bit stronger than must. They're the other way around, they're opposites almost. This can take some time to get used to, so please be patient with yourself if you do confuse them. Most native speakers will understand you even if you mix the two up. We understand exactly what you're trying to say. But these are the kind of things that can improve and uh, make your English sound more advanced or more native, and it does take time to get used to these two things. I hope that that helps. I'd like to finish off with introducing a phrase for you all. Today's phrase is get on with. Now this phrase has two main meanings. One of them talks about how well you have a relationship with somebody. For example, a friend or a colleague, a family member. If I get on well with somebody, it means that we have a good relationship. We're friends. We we enjoy each other's company. There's something positive. The other meaning of this phrase means to make progress. So if I say, I really want to get on with my work, it means that I would like to make some progress or I would like to uh, continue with my work. I want to get it to a certain point or a certain level. Sometimes you may hear the phrase, just get on with it. This means just continue, just carry on, make some progress. So this can be a very helpful phrase. It, again, it has two meanings, to get on with somebody, to talk about a positive relationship. Uh, usually it's positive, you can also get on badly with somebody, but you tend to hear the positive version. Or to get on with something. This means to make progress or continue with uh, something like work or um, a task that you're working on. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode of A Brit Difficult. We'll be back uh, next week with a guest. And in the future, I'd love to hear what you'd like to hear on this podcast that will help you to improve and work on your English. Until next time, goodbye.